You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, welcome back to Hello Sport Podcast, home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. Uh, back on a somber as hell Monday. Uh, here with me, old mate Edward. Um, in the wake of what can only be described as a tragedy. Uh, Warney died over the weekend. Heart attack, Thailand, we all know it. Um, all very rattled. I'm, we're, we're, the nation rattled. The world rattled. Fucking Mick Jagger's having a tough day. Everyone's wigging out. Um, firstly, before I do throw to you, Edward, I just want to shout out his kids, his family. It's a weird spot to be in. When you're someone like them where their dad's like the, one of the most famous motherfuckers in the country and globally and to have so many people feel like they have a little piece of him or like a bit of ownership over him, which is part of like the, the, the gig with Warney, like or being that great at what you do. But like to, to, to them, he was just dad and it'd be a very horrible situation for them. But ultimately we're all thinking of them, but you know, we're also all really fucking rattled, dude. Seriously rattled. Fucking rattled. <sighs> rattled to within an inch of my life. Yeah. Is how I would have described my Saturday. Woke up. Not, I, I'd, I'd penciled in a quiet weekend time. A bit of, a bit of me and Ella time, you know mm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just some, just getting back to basics. Yep. It was a getting back to basics sort of weekend. And that was fucking thrown out the window. The moment my eyes opened Saturday morning, got a text from my mate. I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, you, you just sort of coming to. It's like Warney died of a heart attack, but it was pixelated. The image was pixelated. As soon as I see pixelation, I think... Uh, lies. Lies. Pixelation and lies go hand in hand, punters and dribblers. We've always known it, and it'll always be the case, but not always the case, because it wasn't the case. Then you go to other fucking group chats and it's like oh no like he actually is fucking dead and then you're like jesus christ but then you're like but it's not it doesn't it just, feel real it, it i don't know it's it just like because like you know warney doesn't die warney doesn't die you know what i mean he's like he was almost because he was like a bit of a god he you didn't expect i mean obviously it's young like Rod Marsh was sad, but I mean, I didn't. Rod wasn't our era, and a seventy-four-year-old dying. Obviously, no one dying is good, but it's a little more like, well, okay, he's seventy-four. It's a tad premature. It's a tad, yeah, but at fucking fifty-two years old, to be to to die of a heart attack, but also being warny, you're like, you just don't see a world that that doesn't have him in it. Whether you're fucking, it's him dribbling in the commentary or just, you know, generally, you know, out and about, hearing his voice, just something. You, you just don't expect it to happen. And so it was – I um, – a mate of ours in one of our chat groups, shout out to Joe McCombs, said it, and, I and like, everyone agreed, but it was like – he was like, I have not been this sad by a death of someone I didn't know personally. And I was like, I don't think I have either. And there was, an, there was almost a part where I was trying to make sense of it where like, I was, there was a, like a, a part of me where I was like, I almost felt silly for how fucking upset I was. Yeah. I was like, why do I, like, not why do I feel so upset? It's obviously morning, but there was a part of me that was like, dude, this is insane how sad I am about this situation. But 
you, you then see how much everyone was feeling it and that almost gave you a bit of comfort You're like man this this is rock this has rocked everybody yeah not since the passing of phil hughes because that was so sudden and random and like happened on a cricket field but this i was this was even more so completely came out of left field phil hughes was tragic but this was like you know magda zabanski's in fucking tears yeah that was tragic that it's both tragic but this is but this is like this is this is humongous because he is in the hundred and however many years cricket's been going for a one of one a one of one in every aspect of skill level of personality of like appeal of needle movement ability to move needle ability to give needle he's the he's one of the great needle movers all time it'd be like you know like when kobe passed that was fucking tragic but ain't the same is, thing though this is i don't when people this compare is like michael jordan or fucking tiger woods or i was trying to talk about this with someone maybe it was either you or like, with gracie but it was like, like how do you like explain fucking, it to a yank It'd be like Tom Brady. Times, but maybe Tom Brady and Michael Jordan at the same time, like, you know, he's, on a Ferris wheel. Because it's, you know, both of those sports that we're referencing, the Nash, it's more about the domestic product than the national game a little bit. Yes. Like, well, Tom Brady's not fucking suited up for the Yanks no, in, in no. NFL. Is something uniting about cricket, like, you know, Half the country likes league, half the country likes AFL, but in the summer we come together. For cricket. And also, he was like, he was at some point probably the, like, England's favourite cricketer. You know what I mean? He's still fucking is. I know. He was was on the front and back page of every paper in in England. Everywhere in India, like, everywhere that around the world, like, people were. There was like, there's. Pausing for the king. There's kids in, like, you know, areas in India where they're going to, like, little shrines to yeah. the king like lighting candles and shit and there's like photos of him and stuff i know they keep everyone keeps calling him the king i didn't really call him the king but i called him warney but he was the king of spin well he was this he was the king though he was the king of the sport yes really well without a doubt and so when you see that you're like jesus christ like michael vaughn fucking well michael vaughn and him were like good mates he was good christmas with him yeah and stuff this but is i'm just saying from that english perspective you sort of forgot that. Or at least yeah. I did as we, to how big he was over there. You, like you knew it. It's like you knew it. You're not like complete. You knew it, but you sort of took a lot of his greatness for granted in the sense of like 100% his, his impact, how much people, uh, how much of an impact he had overseas without, you know, I don't follow a shitload of English press, shockingly, but <laughs> just that like, you know, not having an overwhelming visibility. Yeah, sure, he betted Liz Hurley. And am I surprised by that? No, but I didn't realise how much of uh, a place in the English psyche he had. It's not until people like Mick Jagger, of fucking... Of like, Rolling Stones Of Rolling Stones fame. Like you ever heard of him? Uh, Sir Mick Jagger, mind you. Yeah. And Sir Elton John both posts. You're like, oh... Oh my and god! And Ed Sheeran and Chris Martin. I was one. There'd but be like a lot two, of. But like Mick and Elton are like top five goats all well, time. They're like the the Warnies of music. They are. They're and not even the Warnies of music. Sorry, you're not even there yet. You're probably you're a rung below Warnie in music. Because there's only one Warnie in cricket, so well, you can't have two and, Warnies in music. And you know, unfortunately, you're you're not members of the Beatles. But like, sorry, you know what I mean. So the Beatles are. The warnings of, of the warnings of, of, of music, right? But then also you hear these stories about how they've both said 
that if they had it could have another life, they'd have warnings. Like, yeah. What the if I could fuck? be anyone, it'd be you. What the fuck is going on? Like I've heard those stories are like before, but you don't really take stock of them. Well, you don't seem to take stock of him. Oh, when Warney's alive, when he's alive, you're just a bit like, ah, oh, yeah, Warney Shane. Like, there's a bit of because he's so every man. He was such just a normal, even though like he 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 held a, a higher position, right, of a deity, but he was so every man that it was it was disarming to the point where you just sort of would laugh and like, you know, when you've got the access of like Instagram and you're seeing him, you know, just posting fucking weird selfies and like, you know, it really did level him. Like it made you see him. Again, I feel like it made you, it made you take him for granted or it just made you not really think about the, the, the level or the position that he held within everyone's psyche. But really... He was just like a god walking amongst mortals because he just fucking, that's the way he kept it. Pez on the great cricketer put it a great, and I'm going to fuck it up because I've forgotten it, but it was like <laughs> he, he, he said like he was, so, he was so common man yet cosmic, something like that. And I was like, that is just a, a really great way to put it. He just was. But he, he was, was just, though. Bro, he pounded. Do you know what his last meal, his last Christmas meal was? This is why, like, he made you feel like you could do it. Like, you could, you could bowl leggies, which you can't. Not like him. No one has or done it before or after him. But he was just so normal. On his, his last Christmas meal, Vaughn said, they're all sitting around tucking into your Christmas hams and shit. He literally lathered up a bread roll with, like, two inches thick of butter and just pounded a full lasagna into it. That's what, that was his style, dude. I heard like one story when these journalists first met him, they went to the pub or some, you know, steak and chips, palmy and chicks. Oh, Simon O'Donnell. Yeah, Simon O'Donnell. And fucking Warney gets four bread rolls and a two plate bowls of chips. chips. <laughs> two bowls of chips and just loads him in there. You're like, who the fuck are you, bro? I just read on the, on the John before we came in here, his last meal in Thailand was Vegemite on toast. <laughs> Oh my God. And he goes, he's literally his last thing. He goes, nothing beats Vegemite. He goes, how good's Vegemite on toast? You can have it anywhere. Just a suburban kid, dude, who just like, just the every man. And I just liked what he liked. He liked, he, he was, I like, a couple of people have come out and said it like he was black and white. There was no gray for Shane. So he's not out there being like, yeah, look, maybe I shouldn't have lasagna on fucking white bread rolls for Christmas lunch because it's a bit weird. He's like, nah. That's what I like. That's dude. what I like. Don't make, don't question me. Don't question me, mate. If I'm going to, you know, if that's what the taste buds are after, that's what they're after. And I'm going to fulfill that need. And he was just, he didn't mind. He was open, just like to smoke and a drink. He wasn't worried about like the brand image or anything. It was just like, mate, I'm just going to be me. And you're either going to be on board with it or you can piss off. What was that quote? It's like, I like loud music. Or like, I drink a bit. I smoke a bit. And I bowl a bit of leg spin. Yeah. You're like, bro. That's, that's it. That was, I think, why he was so infectious to people because, like, he just was who he was. He was who he was, is who he is. Now, if you are watching the YouTube, you'll see that we are in our the best way possible that we could cobble together after we basically, you know, everyone rocked on the weekend. But we've got some very Larry Sunnies that Shane used to rock in the one-day sphere. Picture Warney late 90s. We don't have blonde hair. One that was day a problem. World Cup. We got some ciggies here that we can't smoke because they're inside. If I, if we weren't inside, if this was an open air podcast studio, yeah. you best believe I'd be having my first dart in five years. You better believe we would be. We've also got our fucking Marino wool vest on, and we are wearing our baggy greens. We know. We are aware. Yeah, we that know. Warney didn't 
wear the baggy green often unless he had to. He was a floppy white guy. We know that. We know that. We didn't have floppy white. Climb out of our ass. We didn't have a floppy white. Obviously, we would have worn floppy whites if we had floppy whites. We do have some pretty fucking cool sunnies, though, that we're going to be running in as well. We're going to parlay this purchase. We're going to make the. We're going to make it worth our while. You better believe we're going to make it worth our while. Um, a lot of stories coming out. Oh, oh you know what? Before, shout out to Howie and uh, Skull and, I mean, there was Tubby and, and Simons, but mainly, I guess, Skull and Isha. Howie. Isha. Doing that remembering Shane Warne on Saturday, like, hours after his death, like, your mate, your colleague has died, and they sat there and they did it and they were, like, talking to people and, like, I was watching that with the old man and I was like, dude, this is a big fucking lift. Like, that dude, is... one of the biggest lifts all time. Yeah. Like, that would have been fucking tough going. And Super like, everyone tough. they're interviewing was like fucking nearly in tears. Like, it would have been so hectic. AB. AB was right. AB's been on whiskey and guava juice, which I didn't know was a mix. And I'm probably going to have to give that a fucking run at some point. AB was on whiskey and guava juice. He said from three in the morning when he found out, he's like, I've just been pounding it into the earth. AB was fucking rattled, yeah. mate. So hectic. So hectic to see. Um, mm. But they went the big lift there. Like, just... Can, can we... Can to we... wake up two hours, like, wake up, digest it, and then go, ooh, i got to go into the studio and, like, put on, like, a rem- remembering Shane yeah. special that goes for fucking 12 hours. That's what's so... That's what's it so went weird. From, it went from, what, 6 a.m. to... The cricket started at 4 p.m. Well, yeah, so there was, like, rolling coverage on Fox. It was actually pretty incredible. That was also something where you, like, it, yeah, you'd imagine the family probably aren't watching all of this stuff, but maybe that would be, you'd take some sort of solace out of knowing how loved he was, like, but it was on every news channel, that was all they fucking were talking about. And then on Fox, it was Fox News just rolling highlights of Warnie, like, with Coldplay music, or there was some like classical music that they had as well, where you just like, it just was goosebumps and tears rolling all day. And then at two o'clock, so like you assume that all day they've been like, all right, we are now, they were then like producing this show from 2 p.m., just whipping together a two hour special, having all these people in there, interviews from around the world and people talking about him. It was impressive. And it was impressive because of how hard it would have been to do, to go and like sort of eulogize your friend who has literally just died and before anyone has had a chance to digest it and still haven't. I was waking up. I, I, I woke, like when I first found out, obviously I woke up, I was actually a little hung and uh, Evie had woken up like at five, 5.30. Mm. And usually the play is, okay, we'll get up. Maybe I'll get her, I'll get her a milk. We'll get on the couch. We'll whack on Peter Rabbit or Bluey. And then daddy's going to fall asleep next to her on the couch. Yeah. And then, you Good know, call. sleep off a bit of the hangover. And then I see the news and I'm like, oh, it just like thumped you. And I was like, well, I'm not getting back to sleep now. And then the next day, Sunday, you wait, I wake up and you're like, it's sort of within like five seconds of waking up. It's like, dude, Warney's dead. Man, like, oh. All Saturday, I'd forget about it. And then I'd check my phone. I'm like, oh. And you just shake your head. You're like, oh. whoa. Dude, what the fuck? Seeing punter cry? Oh, mate. That got me, bro, right between the eyes. That was tough. Watching punter do that interview on seven. Like, 
Oh dear. Good God. That was that was as tough as it that gets. That was tough. That was really. And then when you like when he's like, yeah, he gave me my nickname. You're like, oh, oh he did give you. Your he nickname. did. Oh my God. Jesus. Fucking. Hell. Imagine how much of us like how much Hunter would have looked up to Warney even in those days. Like when they're at the academy, mm. he's like, because Warney already had a cricket Australia contract. He had a car and shit, and he's like a sick hunt. And there's this, this 15 year old kid from like Launceston who's just foaming at the mouth for being around Warney. Like, How much? What would their age difference be? Punter played for a fair while, a little bit after, didn't he? So there'd be there'd be a little maybe three years. I reckon it might even be more. Four, five, five. five? There you go. So what, Warney would have been 20 and then Punter would have been 15. You're looking up to it. If you're 15... Dude, you'd be like, this guy's the You sickest. love anyone older than you, basically, when you're that age. You're impressionable as fuck. Um, but the can, crazy... The thing I was thinking about with Warney, right, is that, like, obviously he was a 100-year talent. Once in a sport talent. Maybe... Let's, he's, the one, he's a one-of-one one in the history of cricket. Like, let's well, be, so well, how long has cricket been going for? 100, 150 years? 150 years. So you call him a... You, could, you can sit here and call him a thousand-year talent. You could do that. Yes, you could. You could call him a thousand-year talent. He's the best bowler of all time. Let's fucking start there because I need, I need the record yes. to be, to be Stop accurate. Stop saying best Stop spin saying bowler. That, but some people have been calling him the best leg... Uh, leg spinner. Leg, leg spinner. I'm like... Have you lost your fucking minds? The best leg spinner. He's not only the best leg spinner, he's the best spinner. He's the best bowler. Look at Some are saying, like, dude, I'm pretty sure punter or like- Punter was best cricketer. Be the greatest, exactly. Greatest exactly. cricketer of all time. And punter's saying that, and punter knows a thing or two. You ever so heard get of him? your shit together and start fucking referencing him properly. Greatest bowler of all time at a minimum. You can also throw in there- one of the greatest of all time, well, if I, not the greatest. If, if you, you, can, if you finish to, your thought and then we'll get back to greatest all time. We will. This was my thought. In a sport like cricket, where at least in my experience, there hasn't been... Like, there's characters, sure. There's not shitloads of them, and they're not always that cool. Well, generally listen, speaking. Colin Funky Miller comes to mind, and if blue hair's all you've got... yeah. If that's what you're hanging your hat on, blue hair. Like if you need to, if you're trying to move the needle with your blue hair, then you don't it's really. It's already get, over for you, dude. Well, you don't get the sacred art of of needle moving. No, Shane knew it because he was the needle. He was the needle. Do you know what I mean? But like he was a bona fide fucking rock star in a sport that is generally reserved for magoos, as an average. Yeah, and he was a legitimate rock star, like all the world over. Like, yeah. people couldn't get enough of him. Dude, man. he was like the first Nike athlete for cricket and was like, you know, photo shoots with Michael Jordan and shit. And it was like, oh, this guy is just, it, and this is like, I've seen the gadding ball like 50 million times, like everyone. I watched it the other day and I was, I was impressed all over again. I was like, that thing drifts. Yeah. And it, turns. When it, when it, and it dips. Dips. And it's like, bro, what the fuck? First ball, first ever ball. And in he's just series. like, I just wanted to, Make this thing spin as hard as I could and just be like, don't fucking, I'm here. Don't and you like, worry. Yeah, it's, it's funny because it's so revered now, that, that seed, that when you hear the commentary, it doesn't like align with how it's viewed because now. Because of how we, but it's also because of how we see commentary, modern, modern commentary, whereas cricket commentary used to be very much like less is more, don't really get to over For the sure. top. Whereas now it's like, it's a super duper commentary where it's just like, you have to fill every bit of fucking air. That's a good point. 
But you know what I mean. Yes. But no, absolutely. It doesn't, it doesn't, mate, James mate, Brayshaw would fucking bust a load on air if he was watching that ball these days. Mate, the one he got to Strauss in 2005, I think, arguably is good. Like, was unbelievable. He, he turned it so fucking far. When it comes across his pad, yeah. like, what the f- there were so many of them that's what's crazy as well in terms of like his highlights package you're just like this is you can sit there and watch it all goddamn day there is just no it's so in so engrossing and so enjoyable his highlights package like if you cut it up proper and true would go for hours yeah and, hours. and probably be like the greatest highlights package you probably need a full seen. day of test cricket to watch his highlights it'd be better than the test cricket we're watching at the moment we'll get to that we will um, get to that but in terms of the GOAT debate, and obviously in the wake of tragedy like this, you know, you could say that people are prone to emotional hyperbole or like, you know, states, statements that are influenced have, like heavily in emotion, rooted in emotion. But when you think about it, the Don, obviously the greatest generally accepted cricketer of all time, is batting beyond fucking comparison mm-hmm. certainly was in the same way that you could call shane the best batter of all uh, bowler of all time you could just say don's the greatest batsman of all time who's the greatest cricketer of all time now i'm saying this and i preface it all with a very with a very very little in the way of knowledge or gravitas that would root my opinions in any position that should be acknowledged or trusted it's vibe it's vibe and vibe alone. But the Don could bat a bit, right? Sure. <laughs> yeah, just he could a bat bit, a bit. Just a bit. He just could a bat bit. a bit. What Warney did for cricket, if you believe the rhetoric over the last sort of few days, spin bowling was basically dead and cricket itself was a little bit in like a bit of a – like a – plateau decline. or decline or decline. downward trajectory well, they're saying decline there's decline been was used obviously he also had a phenomenal like he had a, everyone says he's the captain that should never have that was never that never was the best captain we never had the there is no one who has come close to bowling leggies like warney like there is no one and not just the actual art of bowling him but how good he was at getting in the minds of beaters Dude, breaking be- down beaters. That was like, that was his bread and butter, was to break down beaters. That's what got him out of bed in the morning. He used to fucking revel in it. But you're dead right. Spin bowling, again, I'm, I'm regurgitating information I read because I didn't really have my fucking finger on the pulse in 93 as to no, what was happening with at spin two years bowling old. at the time. But like, supposedly spin bowling, particularly leg spin bowling, done. Like, fucking Richie Benno bowled a bit of it in the 60s, but like... There's, a, there's 30 years there of mm. fucking dead air. And the big West Indian motherfuckers are coming in and just bowling that pace. searing hot pace. And that pace was in vogue, bro. That's all that anyone hot, cared about. Hot, pace. Hot, 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 scary pace. Bit of, hey, shitloads of bounce, shitloads of pace. Put on your chin. That, that was what was the talk of the town. And then Warney comes along with the subtlety uh, of, of the leg spin bowling and just fucking bamboozles people. Like... Supposedly, as he's coming up, before he was like a bona fide superstar, his flipper just used to fuck with people. So the flipper comes out the bottom of the hand. And stays low. And stays low. Yeah. That is so – and they obviously I know they talk about how difficult it is, but as a thick ropes county leg spinner of <laughs> some note, the well, idea of, of, of 
of of some note. Yeah, of as a in, poor note. Of, 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 you know, relative, you of know. a poor note, yeah. Well, people talk, you know, they go, oh, fuck, that spinner on Thick Ropes, he's got a bit about him. Not to make this about me. Um, Never about you, mate. But the, I would always, the idea of actually trying to do that to me is fucking insane. I am holding a cricket ball in my hand. Like, I, I as you're it, coming over to then try and fucking... Mate, it's ridiculous. I find it crazy that apparently, like, as he got older, his flipper got less potent and he just relied on his stock ball, which was so accurate and so fucked up. And then <laughs> Batsman thought that he had all these other balls, but he didn't really. It's just one spun more than others. And like it just fucked and it wigged just them wigged out. them out. Like he would just break down people. Like there's like so many examples on the internet of mm. him in these like in his brilliant way, just fucking messing with people. Messing with people. I started watching the doco because I actually hadn't I hadn't um, watched it, and it was at, it was at, it was too much on the Saturday. I kind of wanted to be watching all of the like breaking current reactions from everyone. Yeah. I started watching it halfway through. It was sad. It made me feel sad, and I was like, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to watch all this now. But one of the things that I thought was crazy, if you want to think about like origin stories, like, you know, how did Batman become Batman? Or like, why is the Don so good? It was like the Don, you know, stump, golf ball, corrugated iron, uh, tank. I don't know how commonly known this is. Obviously, if you've watched the Docker, you know. He broke both his legs when he was a kid, like when he was like six or something. And he, his old man made him a trolley. Mm. So he would like put one that was like on the ground. So he was crawling around on his hands for six months. And he was like, I think it just, because you look at Warren's hands, like they actually look fucking deformed. They're so big and thick and big hands, wrists thick and big, hands thick and big. And he was like, you know, I think that that had a lot to do with how big and fucking thick my hands and wrists are because I was crawling around on them for six months. And you're like, that's how you get those reds. That's, but like you only, no wonder no one's been able to, emulate this man yeah, like who spends their first six months like that crawling around on a goddamn trolley no thickening one. and maybe they will now maybe there's some really really you know oppressive father who's forcing their kids around on a trolley which you know what if it's it's if it's for the nation we appreciate you but it's obviously a little bit intense i just found that quite interesting and like you know we all talk about uh the don and the corrugated iron and all that but like warney had his own when he was working those wrists long before he was playing cricket. Just walking around on that trolley. Good Lord. That's, well, see, there you go. That's his origin story. Mm. Fascinating stuff. The, the way he transitioned into like, like it, the, the way he, not transitioned, the way he, um, basically like commanded pop culture. He kind of was the culture. Everyone wanted to play cricket. Did you ever have the Warney spin video? So I used to have this video where it was like, you know, you whack in the VCR and it was Warney taking you through how to spin a ball. And then you had little like inc yellow incredible with different like fingerprint marks on it. And it was like, all right, now put your finger at one and two. No, and then da, 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 and like you spin it. The man had everything. That's like. Mate, Shane Warne cricket 99. On PlayStation? Yeah, I mean, I can't remember what year, but like he had his own, of course, he had their own video games. He's had everything, but it everyone, was like- it's, but the, the crazy Everyone thing, wanted a bowl leg spin. The crazy thing about it is that he, like every single kid growing up wanted a bowl leggies. And thinking you could. But look, how many leggies have we got now? We got setup? fucking- Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not, 
even having inspired that many people to do it, it's not that easy. It's not that. It's not that easy. It's fucking. It's like the hardest. They say it's the hardest. It's the hardest. And yeah. you know what, dude? And as like again, a cricket fan, but I, I play like I didn't play cricket. I stopped playing cricket when I was maybe like twelve or thirteen, uh, and just didn't play it in high school, right? So there is like an element of that sort of a reality that I'm not. I just grew up with Shane being so fucking good that I thought not that it was easy. <laughs> but I didn't think it was the hardest discipline in cricket, which is how it's being described. I'm like, wow. So he just mastered the hardest thing to possibly do, mm. but he made it look so goddamn easy. But not only was he the best at leg spinning, he was the best bowler. So he, he took the hardest craft and to, was like the, the, yeah, to the furthest possible point. That you could take it. That you can take it. Like just fucking ridiculous. Mm. And always like always thought he could win. Like they tell that story at Amazing Adelaide where they were just like, mate, it's a draw. And Warney turned up on day five and like, nah, brah. There's no draw about today. No. And like he, there was, there was, there's ex-players that sort of tell it. I think it might even be in the Amazing Adelaide documentary. I think it Which might is be, on yeah. YouTube. Check it out. It's great viewing. They're like, we sort of didn't believe it though. It's just like it was too far gone, the game. Warney goes out there, rips and tears, like takes four or five for fuck all. And then we go out there and chase down in the final session. But, like, he was the only one that believed. Yeah. And he went out there and got it done. And There's then he's a- sitting up in the change room. And they're like, oh, do you want to have a bat today? And he's like, me? Have a bat? No, mate, I'm going to sit up here and eat cheese, uh, cheese toasted sandwiches and cans of Coke. <laughs> like, mate. Bracey told us a story. Uh, and, again, you're hearing all these. So, like, I don't know whether they're, where, where they're all coming from. <laughs> they come from somewhere. Are, they come from somewhere. But, you know, like, whether the, everyone knows them or not and you're just regurgitating some old story. But, like, probably when they were at Lord's, probably I think it must have been for 05. Warney went down to the chef who like cooks all the lunches every day for all the players and shit and just goes, I want spag bowl with no mushrooms every day. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> every day. That's all I want. Just make me spag bowl, no yeah. mushrooms every day. And then everyone and else is getting like proper yeah. lunch. And, and shit. then when he goes out to take the field, he walks past his own fucking portrait. Yeah. You're like, bro, you're the sickest cunt. Yeah. Took 40 wickets that series. They reckon it would have been 4-1 if it wasn't for Warney ripping mm. and tearing. At the Oval, on his final uh, test in England, the Barmy Army and like the crowd generally started chanting, oh, we, we, oh how we wish you were English. And he bows to them. Yeah. <laughs> like, no one gets what that. What the fuck? No one gets that. Bro, what you... Mate... Could you imagine ever in your wildest dreams if there was a Pom retiring at Sydney in the fifth test, we just start going, oh, how we wish you were Australian. Like, there no is no Pom. Why in the world would we ever? But like the, in the English would have said that, you know what I mean? There's and no, then there's a guy like Warney who comes across along and you're like, oh, okay. I think the only athlete, and I don't think that they're even, they're definitely not revered as much as Warney in this country. But That's the only bowing. That's so sick. Uh, how sick is that? That is sick. But you, there's, there's no athlete in the world that we would revere like the English Revere Warney. Like, you could think about someone like Federer, say, who, like, we all love. He's loved the world over. And if he was in a similar situation where he was to go early, like, everyone would be devastated, of course. But it's just, there's no one, there's certainly no English cricketer ever or English athlete but, that we'd ever be like, we wish we that's my you point. Were. Yeah. Like these guys, he's a thousand year talent. Statistically, he may never happen again. Dude, he may be literally once, once in an earth. Once in an earth. He could be a once in or a once in Homo sapien type operator. He could yeah, be. once in a species. 
He could be a once in a species guy. He could be once well, he in a species. He is currently once in a species. He's once in a species. He is currently, as we speak, once in a species. How can you not say that he's the greatest of all time? In terms of in terms of the things he's done. Well, I mean, you start just being like, he's in the conversation. He's arguably the greatest of all time. That's how you would say it. He's arguably. And now you almost need to demote the Don to argue. I know it's sacrilegious. Maybe we're getting emotional. Maybe we're high on fucking. Nah, you know what, dude? I don't know. Apparently, the Don was a bit of an asshole as well. And I'm let's not here not, to talk. I'm not here to talk ill about the Don. But let's like, not, let's not go there. <laughs> let's not go there, dude. I'm emotional. Fuck the Don. Warnie's <laughs> number one. <laughs> Put that as a quote, Tal. Fuck the Don. Oh. You know, like he, there, there, there was he. Could you not? I mean, I don't know. You can't say he did more for cricket than the Don, but like, just in terms of his time, the pressure that he played under as well, the spotlight that he was under, the way the world was at the time when he came around, took a year off. He took a year off. Well, it didn't take one. Well, he was, was, was imposed. Was, was told yeah, to it was take bullshit. One off. Yeah, it was yeah, bullshit. It was bullshit. He, like he didn't fucking know. It. <laughs> you know what I mean? The, the the competitiveness that made him so good, I think, possibly also had a lot to do with how, like, you know, in his, with the commentary. And you have these like moments with like your Stark and stuff where it's like he refuses to acknowledge the ball swung. Well, it's I like mean, he was just, you know, there's a competitive nature to people like to greats that's mm. probably makes it, that makes it difficult to like concede. Mark? And Kerry Packer even said it, uh, Kerry Packer, Kerry uh, O'Keefe said it on like the tribute to Warney. He was like, he, he hated being wrong. Yes. He hated being wrong. He would sit there and say the ball didn't swing. Mm. Um, and then he goes against all like yeah against all available, like, available uh, evidence. data yeah. and evidence. He'd say the ball didn't swing, but then also he would say things like, you know, um, he'd almost like take credit for Stark going well, yeah, and being yeah, like, well, you know, my criticism probably helped him, probably spurned him, probably on spurned him on to greater heights. And look, you know what was he? Is that correct? Possibly, possibly. It's not. It's not. It's impossible. not incorrect. No, exactly. Mark Taylor penned a great fucking piece yesterday that I was reading. And you and I had already, we'd talked about this a little bit in terms of like how he, Warney had become a little bit jarring in, from a commentary perspective. And he was saying that Warney wouldn't have liked how he was being received and how his commentary was being received. And he said it probably would have helped for him to have someone like an Ian Chappell or an Alan Border there, like a, a dissenting voice that he trusted to sort of keep him. That's what we were always saying. And we always said that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like when he was the king of the jungle in a commentary perspective, he sort of, when left to his own devices, just got a little bit loose with it. And like, we can all admit that. I mean, that's not dis there's no disrespect to say that sometimes his commentary was a little bit like fucking eyebrow Mate, raising, you know what I mean? Yeah. Compared to the stuff that he used to roll out when he was at nine, Apples and oranges, I reckon. Yeah. Like, when he was at nine, it was just, like, fucking, like, he, the best was, analysis yeah. money could buy. He was given free reign, and, like, and you know what? Again, you know, rightly or wrongly, it is what it is. It was what it was, but they were talking about it again on the tribute where it was, like, he that hat that he was wearing and how he was saying, like, if any of us rocked in wearing that hat, whoever the... Fox guys, Delaney, or it would Patrick have been Delaney, Patrick yeah. be like, get that fucking thing off right now. But Warney, it was like, you can do whatever you want, which I get it because he's Warney, but you actually need to have, uh, you know, like we we always said, like it was better to have someone to keep him the older guys, the guys, yeah, the older to. guys to keep him a little bit more level and a little bit. And 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 so Mark, uh, Mark said that, yeah. Mark said that, right? But again, you know, like. A couple of fucking shit stints in commentary 
uh, hardly take away from the man who, who uh, and what he did. But also, mate, like... War- or what he meant to but us all. Warney, but Warney was like a bit of a mate of the nation, right? And if your mate has a shit take, like if fucking Burmo was sitting there, Tom was sitting there and he goes, oh, mate, that didn't swing. I'd be like, shut the fuck up, bro. Yes, it did. Yes, You're it dribbling. did. Exactly, exactly. It's the same thing. Like, you know, we he was like... He felt like our mate, you yeah. know what I mean? So you could say that he was fucking taking the piss. But, but, Doesn't but take also, away from the fact that he was the fucking greatest athlete we've ever produced. And that we, and I think it was Richard Hines, I forget these cricket journos' names, but like, doesn't take away from the fact that like we didn't know how lucky we were to have him. And we didn't, right? Like, especially us growing up, like, <laughs> you know, all we had was Warney. Like, I didn't know that having a king of spin in your side wasn't a regular occurrence. Well, for us... I was a glutton for watching, When we started watching cricket, he was playing already. So it wasn't like we saw the before and after. No. Like we saw the after, but we didn't see the before. So we were just like... So just, for us, it was like watching it and you're like, oh, there's this guy that just fucking rips and tears. And it was like after Warney left, the collective like cricketing psyche was like, uh, that spin is not good, change him, not good, change him, not good, change him. How many did we go through? Like 25? 25? 25, well, 100? 200? Was it 400 spinners? I think it might have been 400 spinners tried and then shot. We shot 400 spinners looking for Gary Lyon. And, you know, was there, was, were there some spinners in there that could have, could, have been, could have done something? Maybe, probably not, but maybe. Yeah, but so we were came along the wrong time. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Be good, be good, be good. Be warny, be warny. But there, was, there isn't another one. I liked when uh, Gary came out. Just a story, subtle stuff was like, mate, you know, caught him the real goat. Yeah. So you're the real goat. Yeah, the real goat. Love that. Gilly on the pokies with a vodka Red Bull. Yeah, dude. Oh, I like how Gilly was like, me and Heels, he often felt selfish because he reckons him and Healy like hogged the best seat in the house for fucking so long. Well, it was only those two. And one guy for one test. Yeah. Whose name escapes Graham me. Graham Manu? Maybe. Ma- Manu? Manu. It, was I think it Manu? Manu? Maybe it was I Manu. feel like it might have been Manu, my We've one test. Yeah, before. we have talked about Manu. There, if you want to go deep into the Instagram, you'll find a photo of Manu up there somewhere. You will. We celebrated him once. Um, he was like, mate, I felt fucking guilty because I literally had the best seat in the house watching Warney just go about his craft. And he, and he had he the highlight like, of my career. That, that was a highlight of his career, yeah. was watching Warney go to work. Yeah. Which is crazy to think... Well, as if it wouldn't be. No, I know, but it'd like, be weird if you said that, anything else. That's such else. a weird scent. Like, yeah, the highlight of my career is to keep World wicket Cups, to the ashes, fucking everything, glory, like hundreds, some of the quickest tons ever scored. Blah blah blah. His highlight of his career was to to keep to Warney. If that doesn't put it in perspective, fucking yeah. what does? Yeah, wild stuff, mate. Wild stuff. Like, <laughs> like I think it was. Healy was regaling this story when they'd been out in the fucking field for ages, but Warney wanted to get this guy out. And he just kept like bringing Healy up every fucking, yeah, in between yeah. every night. Because the guy was a really slow batter or something. <laughs> so he's like, fuck it, I'm going to make this super slow. Yeah, yeah. And he'd just call him up and he goes, fucking, mate, <laughs> they wouldn't have talked about that. Just stand there. Yeah. And then Healy's like, bro, I want to get off the field as well. Yeah. He's like, nah, mate, I want to make him sweat. Or like, oh, I want to leave him out here or something. Competitive. Go back. Just so competitive. Loved it. Loved it, loved it. And they were saying, saying so intimidating, like the oohs and the ahs that would come out of his mouth every ball. Yeah. Every ball he thought he was going to take He thought he was going to get it. Ooh. Yeah, you get hit for six and he'd turn around and he'd go, mate, he's, we're an over away here. 
Yeah. And inevitably they were. They, yeah, they usually were. It's, uh, it's crazy, man. Like that sort of bravado, especially because that's the thing. Like, and you hear about it. They say a lot of leg spinners don't go on with it because you've got to get carded coming up. Yeah, you've got to be prepared to get pounded. And they do. Like his first test, he went one for 155 or something. He got absolutely pounded into the earth. I think, Matty, maybe you can check this. It might be hard to find out, but I think I, was, I, think I saw it in the documentary, but I've been pounding so much warning content the last few days. I don't know where I've seen or heard any of this shit. He was playing fourth grade or something, and then a year later he was playing for Australia. Yeah, he was pulled out of fucking relative, relative obscurity. obscurity. He, play, he didn't play for Victoria for very long, maybe a season, half a season, then was in the Aussie side. Something like that. Crazy. And then got absolutely pounded, dropped, then came back in. That was in 92, I think. 93, he's fucking bowling the ball of the century to Mike Gatting, you know? Poor old Mike Gatting. It's funny. Mike Gatting, actually, to his credit, came onto that Fox Sports um, remembrance thing and spoke about him. I'm like, that's all class from, from Gatting. That's also, unfortunately for Mike, probably... All he's remembered for. Dude, he was, an, he was English captain. I know. So like, but no one remembers him for that. Well, but we're Australian. I'm yeah. Sure, I'm sure in England he's... I'm sure, dude, but do you think... It's, def- it's his defining He is defined by the Gatting ball. Yeah, it's yeah. called... The, the, the ball is named ball. after him. And he's like the captain yeah. of the country. Yeah. And he's got the worst prizpus beard goatee thing I've ever yeah, seen in my great. life. It's like the smallest thing in the world. He needs to either grow that out or shave it off. But I did respect him for like, you know. No, definitely. I've seen him. I've seen him. He, but the, the thing that's funny is that I've seen him. He spoke about the Gatting Ball on the Warnie doco. And I've seen him speak about it on other things on YouTube since, like in the last couple of days. And he has told, you can tell that yarn so many times that he's got it down to a fine corpy art, which is just like, he's like, if, the, if, he'd, if he'd gone on to play like 30 tests, I'd be really, I'd be really devo, but he's gone on to become like the greatest of all time. So I'm prepared to, to wear it. He would, he would have told that story more than Warney had. Yeah, because everyone's like, bruh, how is that ball to face? Well, because Warney's also talking about, you know, there's a million other things. There's a million other things. About, right? Gatting's got this one bit. Mate, I was reminded, uh, you and I fucking spent a bit of time on it when we did that live show for the grade cricketer. We are sort of the curtain raiser for the grade Was that our cricketer. first ever live show? I think it was, wasn't it? Uh, no, I think we'd done that stuff at the, the pub. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and we regaled that story of how Warney... Well, that was our thing, eh? We, we, like... Got the text message, drove up to London with a bottle of vodka and a couple of bottles of fucking champagne. Packs of darts. Packs of darts. Had this, like, crazy fucking sex run with these two girls and a giant inflatable sex toy is the way it's described. I don't know what the fuck that could be, but that's the way it's described in the articles. Yes. Leaves at 2.30, drives all the way back to, like, Hammersmith or something, sleeps in the car, goes out, takes a seven far. You're like, bruh. We didn't just lose a great cricket. We, we, we lost one of the great fucking... We lost one of the great rooters all time. All time. And that, I think, needs to be acknowledged. One of the great shaggers to ever walk the earth yeah. has left the earth. And, you know, like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of knowledge, like cricket knowledge, that, that's been left in Warren's brain. And there's a lot of, like, unsatisfied vaginas out there that'll <laughs> never know... That'll never know Shane What Warns. it's like to be with, be with and, Shane. Yeah, with love and tender care. And that's equally as sad. Well, it's, it's devastating, Tom. Because there's a lot of knowledge that's gone. Dude, there's a lot of knowledge. This bloke, man... Well, he's put the, he put in the hours. He put in the hours. Put put 10,000 hours. 10,000 hours. Yeah, exactly. They say 10,000 hours makes you great. Well, that's what's, how the Beatles became great. What's 200,000 hours? Yeah, where's that get you? That gets you to Shane Warne's level. That's right. Of both the king of spin and... 
The king of shagging. King of chong and king chong. Like, um, it is it is what it is. But you know, from from our perspective as well, we've like always been obsessed with Warney. As with everyone, we've got we you know our our company literally. Shane Keith Productions. Shane Keith Productions. Literally. Because what else do you call it? What else do you call a, a production like When we were company? coming up with it, like, what do you call it? Shane we like, Keith. You call it Shane Keith. Because, because why would, what, what else would you call what, it? I don't understand what else you would call it. The fact that it was available, I still find shocking. Well, I mean, we weren't going to call it Shane Keith Warren. Felt like that might have been a little bit, you know. No, but because we, we aren't. It's we aren't like Shane a, Keith It's a gentle Warren. nod. It's Shane a gentle Keith nod. Right? Yeah. And it's been, we've had One it for- One of the great names all time. Well, I mean- Playing a Shane into a Keith, Tom? Oh yeah, phenomenal. A Shane into a Keith? That's uh, why, I mean, that's well, half the reason why we did it. Shane into the Keith. And- But no wonder he was the greatest of all time, the greatest rooter, the greatest cricketer with a name like Shane Keith Warren. Yeah. That name alone, so sick. SK Warren stand now, the great Southern stand. Dan, well, a couple of Melbourne friends were like, fucking first good thing Dan Andrews has ever done. So the Great Southern Stand, it was formerly known as, I believe takes up basically half the MCG. It's fucking massive. 45, 50,000 people stand. Huge. Now into perpetuity known as the SK Warren Stand. I think it's a lovely touch. It is. The family has accepted the state funeral. Oh, they have? Yep. So that... The nation can mourn as one. So that'll be at the that'll MCG. Be, are we? Are you telling me there's going to be a hundred thousand people? I don't know. Home? I don't know what that looks like. I don't know if it's like through the streets first. I don't know what it is. How do you know. get seats, tickets to that? I know it sounds like a fucking rock concert. I'm just like genuinely. If it's a state funeral, it means people can go. I don't understand. I don't. I don't know how to work. Can you try find that know. out? Maddie or I don't, Tommy I think, back there? I think details are a little skint, to be honest. But just generally, right? If there's a state funeral, like it means it means that people can go i don't know again i don't know if it means that like they go through the streets and people can pay their respects on the way or like you can attend or there's like a smaller i, think you can I attend. don't know i think you can attend i really don't know i, I don't know My, we'll find out soon yeah. enough we'll find out soon enough um obviously we will but a tough <sighs> tough Tough weekend for yeah. the nation, and it still hasn't sunk in. And I don't know when that's. It's going like to be tough sort of when, like, in. cricket, like, some this summer. Yeah. Well, the boxing day test away. will be. Yeah, fucking, that'll be that'll fucking be, biblical. That'll be full on. Um, but yeah, thoughts again with the family. It's very sad. It's very sad. Um, Vale, Vale, Shane Keith, Vale, Shane Keith, Warney. Vale, Warney. Uh, should we? Should we press on, Edward? We'll have to press on, mate. One foot in front of the other. Yeah. I really wish we could smoke these cigs. Same. I just want to f- pound them. It's all right. Maybe we pound one in a smoky of a pokey somewhere later on. <laughs> in Lever Schooner. Yeah. yeah with these. We're in the bloody merinos and the hearts and yeah. the sunnies. <laughs> all right. Let me go. When we talk rugby league on the show, it is for our good friends at KO Sports uh, supporting us. And the punter and the dribbler in 2022. Rugby League back this week. Edward, make sure that if you're watching it, you're on KO live and ad-free during play. Every game, every round, every baby. Every motherfucking game. Um, every game, baby. Bro, we're back. Probably worth mentioning right now off the top. Obviously, it was very shame-worn heavy and we didn't feel like it was right to be promoting anything really during Shane. 
Thursday, 6.30pm, the DY Hotel, Edward, myself, Kempi, we're doing a live show, uh, Manly v Penrith, so we're going to get up there and we're going to shoot a bit of shit pre-game, get everyone hyped, get everyone horny, and then we're going to sit around with the punter and the dribbler and watch Manly pump, pump, pump the Penrith Panthers. That's it, baby. We'll be in Manly Heartland. We expect to see the Seagulls fans down there ripping and tearing. It's going to be a big night for the club. Yeah. We want to start the season off on the right foot. Obviously, last season didn't go to plan early on. It finished pretty well. We didn't win the comp, but, it, you know, that's okay. Manly also historically hate round ones, but not this year. But it'd be nice to get in there on enemy territory and get a W over the fucking defending champs. Yeah, that'd be nice it'd be to start the things start things off on the right foot, Eddie. So that is Thursday, 6.30, DY Hotel. Yeah, yeah. Ready to rip and tear, but God damn it, I am so horny for rugby league to get back. The nation needs it. It's been a tough fucking... Mate, it's been a tough little while. You throw in some wars, some floods, some fucking Shane Warne. It's been tough. We also did manage to donate. Thank you to everyone who reached out just on the floods. I know we're a bit stop-started here with Rugby League, but thank you to everyone who reached out with, like, places to go and donate and what was needed and all that sort of stuff. Very helpful. Very helpful. We did manage to get a bunch of supplies, uh, like, donate a bunch of supplies, Eddie. What was specifically, what did we get? Do you want to regale? We, so the clean-up has commenced in earnest. Ella, my lovely partner, found someone that was accepting donations in Brook, actually in Brookvale. Um, and they, it, so I might try and share this place where you can go drop stuff off if you're in from that part of Sydney at least, because they share every day what they need, what's, what's needed in that part of the world. Big call out for cleaning stuff. They needed cleaning stuff, they didn't want to brooms, mops, gurneys. Gum boots. Gum boots, cleaning equipment, like detergents, all that sort of shit, you know cleaning stuff is yes. what they needed yeah so that's what they got went to bunnings loaded up on gurneys elder went and did the cleaning stuff got some brooms mops etc um but give what you can because particularly from a north new south wales perspective at least northern rivers are doing it real tough dude real Lismore tough is a fucking mate it's basically gonna have to be knocked down and rebuilt Two thousand homes and county i think and uh, and like office buildings have to be fucking completely rebuilt they only had a flood in 2017 not that long ago like those fuckers need help so whatever you can yeah look after look after the people of lismore and greatly like the the people of the of the northern rivers and even people up into queensland I yeah mean, you know help where you can basically is where i'm getting to but rugby league is back punters and dribblers fuck we needed it because as tom so eloquently put off the top wars into floods into shane keith warren passing we need, some, we need some light in our lives, and Rugby League's going to provide that in spades. Thursday night, 8 p.m., the mighty Manly Seagulls take on the Penrith Panthers. Now, Manly look fucking ready to go. Manly bro. look really good. I'm just getting up here. I just want to, so we can have the games, who's playing who. We'll obviously have a comprehensive coverage of this on the number one betting show on planet Earth called About Even back last week and now back again this week on the YouTubes, on the podcasts, ready to rip and test. So Thursday night we do have, uh, sorry, for some reason there, we've got Manly v Penrith at Penrith, Manly to win and win well. Penrith without Nathan Cleary look like a pile of weak 
pussies. And I mean that with utmost respect because they are the defending premiers, but they look like scared, weak dogs. Well, Nathan Clear is their general, mate. Yeah. I mean, they won their grand, their grand final off the back of his kicking game. If you take that out, I think it's potentially a different result. Yep. I mean, they rely on him heavily. He makes a tremendous difference to that football side. And without mm. him, you start to say, Jesus, are you fuckers vulnerable? Are you guys... Are you a bunch guys of weak dogs? Ripe for the picking, yeah, Tom? Dude. They're if ripe. I can use a fruit term? No, you can, dude. A fruit picking term. If they were grapes, dude... Yeah. Boom. Straight off that vine, bruh. Yeah. Straight off that vine. And then Ooh, Are you a Granny Smith? Boom. Straight off that vine and then thrown against a wall. You a Juicy Plum? Seems oh, like it. Stiff shit, dude. You're in big trouble. You, are you a peach, bro? Sorry, dude. Are about to munch on you. Throw your thing around. Are you Whoops. a peach trying to thang up on me? Done. Gonna munch ya. And a munch you're gonna eat you. I'm gonna gobble you up. That's what Manly's gonna do to a Nathan Cleary-less Panthers on Thursday night and really yep. fucking set the tone. Now, there's a lot of people out there who don't support Manly. Michael Pride comes to mind. Thinking that Manly are like a one-season show that Tommy Turbo isn't going to turn up and fucking rip and tear and show everyone again that he's the greatest player on planet Earth. Like, are you f- honestly telling me that Tommy Turbo, the six foot four, hundred and ten kilo fucking specimen who's got a football brain like Joey Johns and the body is, of Greg Inglis, is isn't going to like isn't going to have a fucking impact on footy games? Like, are you taking the piss? Silly, silly people making silly what statements. You, what are you talking about? This isn't like a 19-year-old kid who's going to have his second-year syndrome. Like, what are you talking about? Silly He's, people making silly are, statements. Are you honestly going to convince me that he isn't going to have an impact? Silly people making silly statements. That's all it is. Dum-dums. Dum-dums, Eddie. People that don't get the game of rugby league nah, football. they don't understand it. Now, we move on from that game. Friday night, we have Broncos playing... Uh, sorry, we got Raiders v. the Sharks. I have no idea how this game goes. The Raiders, they seemed okay, but now they got no half. Sharkies, I've, they've got fucking... I you think know. The shark, mate, I think the Sharkies will go right this year. I like, I've always had a bit of a soft spot for the Sharks. I don't hate the Sharks. I don't hate the Sharks. I, don't I like the what shark. they're about. They're, and they're, I like Nico Hines, so I want I want Nico to do well because I like Nico. I want the best for Nico. Yeah, I want the best for Nico. I've liked what I've seen from him so far. I like what I saw him from in the trial. I like what I saw him from in the Indigenous game. This, you know, I think I think with a bit more seed in Nico's hands, he could be anything, bro. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he could be a fucking handful. He is a handful, but even more so. I think they'll. I think you'll thrive there. At Shark Park, that fly's giving you that fly hell, is just—it's it? like I'm trying to kill it. It keeps hitting me. I'm—I am clean Only punters, dribblers. Well. Only me. I have had a shower. Make it that way you will. I'm—I'm I'm not a stinky boy. At least I will. How do I know? How I can't even smell. Know? I can't even smell. You wouldn't. It is all over me. This fly. Um, so listen, I think maybe we go. I think we're both saying Sharkies. We then have. The Brisbane Broncos v South Sydney Rabbitohs. Now, Adam Reynolds, the only bright spot there. I mean, you could say Payne Haas, but just in terms of like, who's going to ultimately... Is Adam playing? Well, he got COVID in some typically Broncos fashion, like luck. He got COVID, but I think he's going to be outside of his um, like isolation window. So he can play, I think, if he wants. But like having had COVID, a proud card-carrying member of the COVID community... It, depending on how it, how it how it affected him, 
I mean, I don't know how you just walk back out and play, you know, a grinding game of rugby league football against a team that's way better than you in South Sydney. When did he have it? He's, he's probably got it now. He's got it now. You're like, as in he'd be, he'd be getting over it right now. This is not the game of golf that we're meant to be watching. Uh, but, yeah, he'd still have it. Or at least he'd be getting over it. When did he contract it? Like last week. So he, has he played any trials at all? No. So he's fucking green. New systems, new team, new environment, new vibe. Going up against your old club round one, the club that you were a junior at. Yeah, I'm going to go with it. I think it's fair, Eddie. Let's say it. I think well, he's, he's, he's a local from the area. Yeah, he's a junior. Not? He was a local junior. He's won a comp there. Rabbitohs is all he's known. And now he's got COVID and he's coming up against, you know, his old club. Mm. I don't think it looks good for the Broncos. The no. Broncos obviously lost to the Cowboys in a trial. Does that mean anything? No, it doesn't, but it doesn't mean nothing. It doesn't mean nothing. Hey, Tommy, can you see if you can switch, if there's any other golf on on KO, the Arnold Palmer? Because this is not the Arnold Palmer and... Billy Horschel, who I picked on about even as my unit scooper, was looking all right, but he also, you know, now I've said that, we'll lose. Um, we move on to Saturday, Eddie. Saturday. Super Saturday? Chooks. Super Saturday? Super Saturday. First Super Saturday of the year. We're back on Super Saturday. We are going to this game, Chooks Knights, SCG. Yeah. Chooks to pump the Knights. You might be asking yourselves, why the fuck are you two going to that game? Well, when you get invited to go in a box with yeah. all the trimmings, yeah. hunters and dribblers, you know how to shake hands and fucking hang out with the heavy hitters, and that's what you do. It's a schmooze fest, baby. We'll go there. We'll fucking do some schmoozing. We're moving. We're shaking. We're moving. We're shaking. We're hanging out with the movers and the shakers. It's a moving and shaking yeah. uh, expedition. It is. Saturday afternoon, 3 p.m., sort of like the movers and shakers time slot historically. Yeah, yeah. That's where blokes like to move and shake. Well, because it gives you time to wake up, have the morning, then yep. you move a little bit, yep. shake a little bit, yep. get to the game, do yep. a lot of moving and shaking. Then it's over and it's like, ooh, it's, the night's still super young. Where we can, can, we we can move here? and shake into the evening or we can, you know, you, you've got options. Options. But it's certainly the moving and shaking hour. Oh, fuck yeah. You've got options. You've got like a smorgasbord of thangs you can do. Yeah. So that's where we'll be. Um... I think the Roosters pound the, the Knights. Knights are... But I can't tell you how much I want the Knights to win. Yes. Because that'd be fucking hilarious. I'd love that. SCG, Roosters, this is our year. Injuries got us last year. Like, we're a fucking chance. They're probably favourites in the betting. If not, they'd be very, very close. I'm talking for the comp. Mm. So to see them lose round one to... Uh, depleted Knights outfit would bring me joy, Tom. Yeah, it would. And the problem that I have is that I've always had a soft spot for the Knights, even though what they did to us in 97. I do find it hard because I hate Michael Pride so much that it's hard to, to, to get on the Knights. That's the only thing. Michael, you know, death rides me every time. He fucking jinxed Usman Kawaja. I'll get into that later. But So it is hard for me to get... Well, you and Michael have a little thing going on. Michael... I no, think I are a lot closer. Well, yeah, because that. you're Dubbo guys, and I think because obviously there's a target on my back because of how good I am at punting. That you know, that's sort of just the way that goes. Billy Horschel one shot off the lead. Fucking hell, come on, Billy. Scotty Scheffler could win, which is hilarious because Seb didn't bet on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seb said goodbye to Scotty Sheff. That's right. That's so good. Don't win though, Scotty. Let's drop a shot. Um, next up, Warriors Dragons. Couldn't care less about the game, but I think the Dragons win. What do you think? 
We, well, they've got the beta time slot. They've yeah. put them in 5 p.m. Super Saturday. I mean... It's actually 4.30. It's even more beta. It's even more beta. Like, it's a beta slot for a beta game. I'm, I, it is what it is. I mean, I don't think I'm going to sit here and lie to the punter and the dribbler. But, Not like, out. the Warriors can play an exciting style of footy. I'll say that. Just because they're beta teams doesn't mean it's going to be a beta game. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Sometimes the best footy is when it's fucking bottom eight fuck it footy. Yeah. And playing fuck it footy this early in the season is what the Warriors do. Yes, they do. So it'll be interesting to see. We then have Tigers v. The Storm. Obviously, this is going to be one of the great smash-ups. Well, it'll be interesting to see if the five captains can, can you know, try and turn momentum at any point, Tom. Mm. You know what I mean? Harass mm. the ref, get under the ref's skin. Yep. Try to give the, lift, the ref a little bit. You know, try and influence the game through, you know, a mountain of captain's calls. I don't know what their tactic's going to be, but I know one thing, Tom, and I know one thing to be true. It's like death, taxes, and this. Yeah. The Storm win their opening game. Yeah. So. Especially against the Tigers. I don't know what, they're probably like a dollar ten, probably a bit short to fucking load up on, but. Yeah. If you're going really to do it, it responsibly, do it with Neds. Always responsibly. Now. Sunday, Eels, Titans. I think the Eels do this pretty comfortably. Interesting game. Where is it? At Eels. Ooh. Sunday Arvo. Sunday Arvo, 4pm. Yeah, that's... Combank Stadium. And you know what's going to happen? You know what's going to happen? They're going to... They're gonna, it's going to be a big, juicy win for them. And the... And the the whispers and the murmurs are going to they're going to get louder and louder yeah. and louder. This is our year. This is our year. the the chance will start to rise up from Parramatta. Yeah, this is our year. And you know what? I'm going to let you have it. I'm going to let you have the chance and the expectation and the nerves because you can't handle the giddiness. It. You, I'm going to allow you all of that. Just know that when the whips start cracking in September. You the giddiness yourselves. will subside yep. and it'll turn from giddiness to poo. You know. <laughs> giddiness to poo. Giddiness to diarrhea. Now, final game of the round, Eddie, match of the round, match of the round, final game of the round, match of the round. We have the North Queensland Cowboys of Vinnie Chase, Chad Townsend fame <laughs> against the Canterbury Bulldogs of absolutely mauled in the trials fame. I'll say this. Cowboys are predicted to get the spoon. Why? Because I don't like what I see. Now, the Bulldogs, there's a lot of fucking hype around the Bulldogs. Like, yeah, we brought in fucking all these motherfuckers. Like, we've got Tavita now. We've got the Fox now. We've got fucking Burton, Burton now. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, cool, bro. That's, that's really cool. But, like, this shit doesn't happen overnight. It's really Sorry. cool. Sorry, Matt guys. Burton's how old? Like, 20 fucking two in a day? Like, mm. he's still a boy. Still a pup. He's a pup, mate. He's wet behind the ears. He's barely come out the womb. Yeah. Like, he's a good player, sure, but you're putting the six on him. I presume he's wearing the six. He might be wearing the seven. A lot of expectation on a young kid to deliver, to stand up and deliver. And it, it's too green. You're not going to, like, the season, you're going to be fighting for the spoon. I'm sorry. You're going to be fighting for the spoon in wrestling. My wrestling. Wrestling, wrestling. I don't think you'll get it. I think you'll wrestle your way out of that. And maybe, and the future looks bright. I tell you what, you, you know but that this scene. This season isn't going to be fucking. You know that great. scene in Saving Private Ryan where uh, you know that that um, that soldier that Oppum lets go because he's a pussy when they should shoot him, and you know what I mean? Yes. They, they let him go. Yeah, they yeah. put the blindfold yep. on him. And then yep. he ends up killing that guy later on. Correct. They're wrestling over a knife. That's right. That'll be the Bulldogs, and that'll be the Cowboys wrestling for a spoon this weekend. Someone make that into a meme video, please. I can't 
Maybe that's something for Tommy Tobbs. Maybe there's a Tobler, Tobler, Tobler Tobes, Tobes, sorry. Fucking do it. Oh, that shaved the hole. Uh, all right. That's Rugby League, Eddie. Thanks to KO, baby. Thanks to KO. Only watch Rugby League on KO, live and uninterrupted, no ads, during play, all games. If you don't watch KO, you are a gimp. You're better. Eddie, quickly on a bit of cricket, my bra. Yeah, my bra. One of the most boring test matches of all time. Of all time going on over in Pakistan right now. One of the great roads all time. It's time. ridiculous. One of the great roads all time. I don't know if this is Pakistan's like first test back. Like whether they haven't hosted anyone and I don't know for sure. It would appear just as an eye test that this venue's it like it's the first time they've had test cricket at this venue in a while because groundsman hasn't got it right. It's polished concrete. It's like, bruh, it's not what you do. We need a bit of character. Dude, there's nothing to it. Each team is just basically pounding runs. We're three days in and Australia hasn't even fucking, like, three days are gone. There's two days left. Australia's like halfway through its first innings. Do you know what I mean? It's ridiculous. Well, it's, it's just ridiculous. A, waste, a waste of everyone's time. It's a waste time. of everyone's time. And it's a two, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's a two test series. Like, what are we doing? This might sound really bad, but I'm just glad Shane isn't here to see it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean that, but you know what I mean. Oh, I know what you mean. I know. What it's you mean. a horrible fucking test. I know match. what you mean. What's, you know. It's, it's not up to scratch. It's not up to his standards, no. right? I don't want the king to watch his shit. No. I'd prefer that he was. The irony is the only bloke that could extract life from the pitch would have been Warney. Would have been Warney. The only one. You know? The only one. Disappointing to see Kawaja 4-3 run short. Bro, I had him on about even at fucking first innings 100 and Michael starts f- putting in the chat group Fuck, when, when Kwajan's on 70, going, dude, how good is this Kwaja tongue going to be? I'm like, can you shut the fuck up, Michael? Well, he's not going to. He's not going to. I tell you, you what. You're asking uh, him to fills his fight. I know. And you know what my mistake was? And I'll be honest with it. I started preparing my gloating video and he's on 97. Thomas. I know. What the f- Have you learned nothing in your life, bro? I well, I know. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. That is so bushly. Stupid. You started, yuck. I know. Well, you deserve that. I, I know. No, there's no sympathy over here, bro. No, well, I, I mean, as if there was ever going to be sympathy. Well, there would have been some. I wasn't like recording myself. I was just clipping up. Doesn't the, matter. I was clipping up the bet. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it was tough. Doesn't matter. It was tough. But now we got- And it was a brain fade as well. Yeah, dude, it was a brain fade. It was a brain fade, ladies and gentlemen. The moment got to him. The moment got to him. Now- I would like to see Smudge and Labra ton up. I think it'd be a nice thing to see. I think the nation needs more tons in its life. I would also like, just as a fuck you to the groundsman, if Australia just bats this out for the next two days and goes, bro, we all know it's a draw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just bat it out and just, just go, we're not bat even. Bat it out and just go, you know what? Like, fuck it. This was a waste we're gonna, we're of keep, everyone's time. We're going to keep you in the field for three days. Why? As punishment. Because this is dumb. Stupid. There's no point. Like, we're not going to, what, we're going to fucking get a lead and send them in and try and bowl them out? That's not going to happen. There's no way that's happening, mate. They declared on like four for 1,500 runs. Keep them in the field for yeah. three days, demoralise them. Make let's them, just try to get some tons, you know what I mean? Let's just get just, our stats just up. up. Let's just get some tons. You know what? Labra's, I don't think he's doubled. Has he doubled up yet? He hasn't even got a ton yet. No, but I mean, 
in his Has career. he got a double ton? Oh, that's true. But he hasn't got a triple. Maybe a triple. Maybe a triple. Smudge <laughs> hasn't had a ton in a while. I think Smudge gets out there and tries to plunder Smudge a couple has, of runs. Smudge hasn't tripled up either. Maybe there's a couple of triples on the cards. Who Smudge knows? needs some tons. He does. Oh, no. What's going on here? They're already celebrating? It looks like, well, what do you call that? Is that a second Is that play? Scotty Shep? Oh, this is a replay. I was going to say, what the fuck? It's all happening very quickly. Yeah. He's already got the trophy in his hand. Scotty Chef. Um... I don't mind seeing Smudge get a few more runs. He needs a ton. Well, he I, needs a ton. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Seeing Smudge go through a series, an Ashes series, no less, without a ton was uh, alarming's the wrong term, but it wasn't ideal. Reason being, punters and dribblers, is that it's long been known that Smudge pillages runs off one thing and one thing alone his superior hand-eye coordination. His technique is flawed as fuck. And I'm not saying that because I know what I'm talking about. I'm saying that's what anyone that knows anything says, that his his technique's fucking ridiculous. So he needs his hand-eye. The worry was when you see him go through an Ashes series without a ton, has he lost it? Is he losing it? Mm. I want him to get his eyes back, Tom. Seeing that smudge sweep in action filled me with a lot of joy and happiness. Yeah. If he turns up here and goes on with it, I'm like, okay, he's found his eyes. And I know it's a road. I know it's a road, but it helps. Yep. It, every run helps. Every run helps. But I don't know where the next test is, but if you roll that shit out again, it was a waste of time for everyone. Everyone. You're not promoting the game there. You're not promoting the game here. You're not in, enticing fucking good, honest grafting test cricket. Like, I prefer to go to these Indian dust bowls where it's fucking turning a mile and we're playing on an old goat track than this shit. Fucking oath you do. So, fix it. Fix it. Um, but I don't think it's too much else there in terms of the cricket. No, the, there, no the not The bowling, really. there's not much to talk about because there's nothing going on. Um, <sighs> Vale, Keithy. Vale. Vale, Keithy. Vale, Shane. Vale, Shane. Vale, Shane. Um... Bit of fight sports and then dribble, bro? Yeah, righto, mate. Masvidal Covington. Correct. Um, Sunday afternoon. Sunday Arvo, you, me, and Streety. Royal Hotel, tucked away in a nice little nook. We did. We got a great nook at the Royal. Good to see the Royal putting on fight sports. Yeah. A lot of pubs don't. I did no. the ring around yesterday and I was disappointed, you know, call after call. Like, don't just put the McGregor fights on, bro. Put them all on. Put them all on. That's what I would say. Don't be cheap. Dig deep into the pocket. Don't be cheap, dig deep. And give the, puck, give the punter and the dribbler what they want. Billy Horshaw needs to hit this putt, I think. Unless it's for birdie. Or, sorry, unless it's for eagle. That would be an eagle putt. I believe this is a par five. I could be wrong. He's missed it. He's missed it bad. Now, but he's not putting this for fucking bird, is he? He's no. won. It's there all over. Scheffler's won it. Um... Back to the fight sports. Yeah, so sorry. thank you to the Royal for fucking having us. Great little nook we had. I want to say this again, Tom. I don't know if we acknowledge this enough. Being in Australia when all the big pay-per-views are Saturday night in the States and we get them at like 2 p.m. here, fucking perfect. Perfect. I love having fights on in Sunday afternoon. It's mm. just the best. It's the best. It's because nothing clashes with Sunday afternoon. What do you got on? Nothing. You can always watch them. Our pay-per-view time slot is fucking phenomenal. I think it's the best in the world. Yeah. Without a doubt. 
I'm going to say it. I think it's the best in the world. The only reason it isn't, or the only reason that you could argue it's not, is that you can't bend because it's a Monday. We can. You and I can. You and I can, but most people can't. But I actually like on a Sunday being a little bit like rattled and just like getting in there watching people fuck each other up and then it's like, I'm going to go to bed now. Cut the schooners, go home, get something greasy. Yeah. Well, not necessarily, but you get something fun. Get something fun, a Sunday fun meal. And then you get horizontal. Sunday now, fun day. The rest of the card was a bit of a like a who's who at the zoo. Uh, just like did, it wasn't yeah. except for um, Except for Thug Nasty and Barboza, which was... Oh, you know what? Dos Anjos and that Moicano oh, who stepped in. That like, was fun. It was, was fun. it was fun, but it was violent. It was like, it was dude, intense. we should have stopped that fight. We should have stopped it, even though he was still looking good in that final. Like, well, he was still well, sort of Well, mate, there he had a crack in that he final He had a crack round. in the final round, but it was violent, bruh. It was like, his face was fucked. Could have been stopped, like, in two different rounds. Seriously. Doctors were looking at him. It's like, if the doctor's looking at him that hard, his eye was... You know, like you could have just gone, all right, listen. At the end of the round three, that thing was all at sea. You're probably not winning this one, so we're just, we're going to let you, we're going to let you go. Uh, but then the main one kind of went how we expected. Colby just bitched him. Big wrestle fest, like was just all over him. Really. But looked better with his hands as well. He did. Essentially. Yep. Yep. When you think that George was meant to be the man with the hands, Colby... George, or Jorge, George, however you want to pronounce it, dropped him once. It was like a semi-drop. He sort of like went back, sort of sort of took a knee, Colby, and then got back up. But he was all over him like a fucking rash. Mm. He was very one-sided, I thought. Yeah. Really. <clears throat> like he fucking dominated him. In the first round when he took him, like he had his back. We were like, holy shit, this is going to be over in a round. What a supreme waste of time. Not even, like inside a round, it was like, there was like four minutes to go. And it was like, oh, no. Oh, no. But Masvidal in his press conference was like, bro, he poked me in the fucking eye. And, like, he was – in his press conference, Masvidal was very much like, I lost and I'm Devo. And I was like, it was – you know, there were many things I did wrong. But Mm -hmm. he's like, he poked me in the eye bad in the first round and Herb didn't do anything to stop it, give me time to recover. And then I got my back taken and basically was on the ground for the whole fucking round. He was just like – He also need him in the nuts. And need him in the balls. Colby's a piece of shit, but like I would have loved for him to lose, but you also can't help but he he makes you want to watch. He makes you want to watch. He is he's getting lippier and lippier, and like he's like fucking dressing it up like the chains and the rings. Yeah, and shit. Like, yeah, yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ! The mentioning of the kids is just that bit. We like, bruh, Can we just cool it? Can we please? woo up? Can we woo up? Let's woo up a pinch, bruh. Let's woo up a pinch. But, you know, it would deserve a victory. I don't know where Masvidal goes from here. He just, he didn't look. Masvidal was like a bit anything. of a, man, I think that's kind of, he's always been his career, right? He hit, he hit some, he hit some uh, like lightning in a bottle. He, f- he flatlined Till, who was arguably overhyped. He then came and kneed Ben Askren's face off. And that was amazing. Like that was a brilliant fucking moment. But then that was just like, you're off to the races. Then it was the BMF thing against Nate Diaz. He fucked Nate up. But again, Darren Till fought for a title, but arguably was never really a title contender. Mm. Ben Askren came over from like 1FC as a champion and Bellator as a champion. Beat Robbie Lawler, but didn't really beat Robbie Lawler. And then 
just got fucked up and never did anything, right? So, like, mm. you could argue wasn't as big as people sort of thought he was. Nate Diaz has always been a star, but it's mainly because he can get flogged and still keep up. Like, he's beaten Connor, but, you know, like, largely... And he's, and he's a loud mouth. And, and he's a loud like mouth, him. but he's exactly... And he's, he's entertaining. Charismatic and he's entertaining. He's, ne- he's not a he champion. He hasn't done anything. He's not a champion. What's he's he just done? A, well, he's been bashed and he's beaten Connor. Like, he's a good fighter. Again, I'm not talking shit about Nate. I love Nate, but he's not... No, but I'm just he's saying... Not context, Kamaru context, fucking Usman, no, right? he's not Kamaru fucking Usman, No, he's not. You put it perfectly. He's been bashed a lot and he's beaten Connor once. Yes. That's what he's done. That's kind of it. And then... You know, you then get to Masvidal coming up against Usman and he gets fucking pumped. Well, he gets dominated the first one and then pumped the second one. It's just like that is kind of where it is. And you can just have some good... If you just want to put Masvidal against people that just want to stand up and brawl, that's what you want. The Nate Diaz BMF fight is a perfect example. Just give him fights that are cool and engaging and like people will buy his pay-per-view because he's a fun fight if the fight style is correct. If it matches for him, if it's if a bloke should want to stand up and brawl, then that's yeah. perfect. Thanks for coming. Yeah. But like he got bitched yesterday. Yeah, he got big, bitched. He got bitched. Right. Would have been fucking tough for him. Yeah. And then at the end, like Kobe's like sticking his tongue out and grabbing, grabbing his nuts him. and shit. Yeah. Like Jesus Christ, hard dude. to take that. That'd be tough to go home and go fuck. He's like that. That's what he's saying in the press. Where he's just like, dude, it's just hard to lose to someone who's such a bitch like that. And he's still like, mate, it's still, he's like, if I see him in public, I'm going to go and fuck him up or try to. Uh, evidently, it might be difficult, but. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. They're going to punch on in public. That's what he was saying. Mazadal. Dude, like, I don't I know. If they're like, I didn't like the way that went yesterday for you. <laughs> Got it. Did you get it? Got it. About time. About fucking time. That and expect me not to try to kill you. Dos Santos wants to fight Connor. Everyone wants to fight Connor. Dos Santos, you're like, not. Fight, maybe fight makes a lot of sense. No, it, like, doesn't. Nah, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. You're not fighting Connor. Connor doesn't fight someone that like. What the fuck's he fighting Dos Santos for? Rafael is not a needle mover. He's not a mover mover of the needle. Not even slightly. The only time Connor was gonna <laughs> fight him was when Rafael was lightweight champion. That's when you move. Not the because needle. his name was Rafael Dos Santos. Do you no. know what I mean? Connor's going to probably fight for the title, which is ridiculous. And then... But I support it. He can fight Nate. He can fight fucking whoever he wants. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's Biff's Eddie. I think we get onto some dribbles. Let's dribble. Uh, just before we get into the dribbles, Eddie, Matty of Waterboy fame just sent this to me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's disappointing that we have to do this, but I'm just going to start off with a big fuck you to Sunil Gavaskar, who's been slammed over his untimely remarks over Shane Warne's status as greatest in the game. I'm reading this on Fox Sports News. Appearing on Indian show India Today, Gavaskar, the former Indian captain, legendary opening batsman, was asked if he believed Warne was the greatest spin bowler. Well, it should have been bowler, but whatever. Gavaskar, regular punnet, believes cr- cricket's greatest wicket taker and former Sri Lankan bowler Murali, uh, Matai Muralitharan, um, as well as India's litany of spinners ranked ahead of Warren. No, I wouldn't say that. For me, Indian spinners and Muralitharan were much better than Shane Warren. The simple reason for Gavaskar's belief was that Warren did not have the same success against India as other test-playing nations. Look at Warren's record against India. It was pretty ordinary. In India, he got five wickets only once in Nagpur, and that was because... Zaya Khan swung wildly against him to give him a fifer. Because he didn't have much success against Indian players who were very good players of spin, I don't think I would call him the greatest. Muralitharan was a greater success. Uh, Muralitharan with the greatest success he had against India. I would rank him over Warren in my book. 
Morelli finished with eight hundreds. Warney was seven oh eight. Interestingly, and I appreciate Fox Sports for putting this in. Interestingly, Warn played just three matches against Bangladesh and Zimbabwe, noted horseshit cricketing sides. They didn't put that in. I added that. Taking 17 wickets in his three tests. Morley played that same opposition 25 times and took 176 of his wickets against absolute losers. So you take those fucking 176 wickets away, even take 100 away, give him 76. He has not got as many as Shane. Just as an example. A fine example. Yeah. A fine uh, example. So Sunil is getting, basically he's getting smashed by everyone saying like, even if you do think that, bro, like Warren just died. Like, just shut the fuck up. Now's not the time. Now's not the time, Sonny. Now's not the time, bro. You're wrong. You're wrong. Know and that. now's not the time. Know that. You're wrong. But, you know, now's not the time. Also, you're wrong. You are wrong. But now is also not the time. Now's not the time. But you are wrong. You're also wrong. You're very wrong. Do we know more about cricket than Sinil Gavaskar? It seems like it. Well, he's obviously not over. Was he in the side in 2004 when we went over there and pumped him? I don't know. don't know. He seems pretty old. And by pump them, I mean 2-1. Yeah, I said pump. Yeah, pump him. 2-1. 2-1 pumping. Uh, should we dribble? Yes. We haven't. Uh, D or Dave usually curates these. D or Dave currently sunning his dick in uh, the America. US. Yeah. Yep. So uh, Tommy Turbo back there is just going to play through a couple and we'll see how we go. Tom, Eddie, Dior, punters and dribblers, it's a stats man. Oh, yes. I have to admit, I'm in a bit of shock at the news of Warney's passing. I propose as the Minister for Sport that you organise a national public holiday on the 7th of August in honour of the great man's 708 test wickets. Valet Warney, be soon. Nice stats, man. Statsman makes a great point. I like it. Mm. If it's not going to be the seventh of the eighth, then you could just do the fourth of Mar March when he left us. Yep. I also heard someone say on the punters and dribbles page, I believe, but they should posthumously give him his ton because Vittoria had a fucking no ball. <laughs> Don't hate it. Something to think about. Let's move on. Tom, Eddie, Dio, Dave. Pinch of salt dribbler here. Just got back from a morning run to the shops to get the bread and... Uh, disbelief. Grief. Shock. The king is dead. We may never see another like him. We certainly won't forget him. Rest in peace, Shane Warren. We love you. Grieving beer soon, boys. Bye. Beautiful words. Beautiful words. You're dead right. We won't see another one. As we've said during our coverage, he's a once in a species yep. type operator. So, you know, speaks for itself, I think. But kind words, beautiful words. Our very first Instagram as well. And I, I, someone, someone went back and like fucking tagged, like reshared our first Instagram or something. And like tagged us and sent it to us. But our very first Instagram is you and I carrying Shane Warren off the MCG. That's our very first. That's our very first. Is that our very first tile? Yeah. Fuck. Shane Keith Productions. Fucking tough day. Tough year. Tough year. Anyway, on we go. Thomas, Edward, and to the newcomer, Tommy Toblerone. 
I hope you're settling into Bloomy Boy's seat nice and well. I'm sure in due time I won't mind snapping off a little bit of that chocolatey goodness for myself. Anyway, I digress. Tonight is Sydney's Night of Nights. The night Oxford Street is transmogrified into a catwalk filled with the country's most eligible bachelors. And front and center? Yeah, you guessed it. Your boy, Kenny. I'll be sharing a float with a little friend of yours, Thomas. Boss, the elegant Southeast Asian beauty, or perhaps as he's better known in my circles, the Thai Ranchla. Oh, and how could I forget? The king of cadence himself, Roger the Rabbit Fabri. Mm-hmm. Let's just pray that little harlot La Nina steers clear, because there's only one thing that's going to be raining tonight. Because tonight, for the first time, just about half past ten, for the first time in history, it's gonna start raining, men. It's raining, men. Hallelujah, it's raining, men. For Ken. <laughs> yep, okay. Ken from Kensington. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that rendition, mate. That was... Thanks, Ken. That was interesting. Yep. On we go. Hey, lads. Uh, look, I'm just fucking depressed. That, you know, I thought we were warning for 2023. Fucking depressing. Uh, he gets this double and let's keep Dribble here. Uh, Vale, Vale, Vaughn, uh, Para top one, Knights top four, easy, Dior, mate. Absolutely love your work. Eddie, you're looking fucking oh, the shmick, mate. You should get in some disc oh, golf. Um, some double drip, double drip to the till death. Uh, Tommy, Disco. maybe hit the beach a bit more, get a bit more of a tan. You know, Dior, mate, looking schmick. Keep it short and sweet, baby. Love you all. I'll take that as a dribble. You will take that as a dribble. <laughs> I'll take that as a dribble and we'll, and we'll move on. Oh, God. You don't know what you get when you just fucking swing from the when hip, When you just you? pump through them like we used to, like the good old days, fly Dude, blind. Dude, we used to sit through all of them. Yeah, I know. How the f- Fuck, did we do that? I don't know, dude. It was a long one. It was a long one. Triples used to take like an hour and a half. Yeah, I know. Mate. Longer than the fucking rest of the episode. Mate. Anyway, press on. G'day, uh, Tom, Eddie, Dior. It's the Gilbert Triple here. I've just been stuck in a pretty heated, heated discussion in between um, which place is better, Forbes or Parks, like... Pubs has the, had the dish, the Pubs movie, and Forbes does not have very much at all. So if you could just clear that up for me, that, that'd be great. Thanks, because we just have a big dribble here. Radio, jump. I mean, for me, just because they've got the Parks Spaceman as a rugby league team is why, I, like, I wouldn't know. And is Parks where the dish is? Yeah, dude. So, have I mean, you been to the dish? Uh, no, I haven't. <sighs> the dish is part of Australian folklore, really. I know. I... The Parks was closer to Dubbo, so Parks has a bit of a, like a softer spot in my heart than Forbes does. Mm. I also held a, a hurdles world, uh, held his record at the Parks Athletics Carnival for many years. So. Did you? 
for that reason. I know that was like me gloating, but like for that reason. I mean, what Parks, else do we do here? Parks and I get on pretty well. Yeah. Parks has got a pretty good Mac. Do you remember what the record was? No, I don't. Okay, that's all right. Dad record reckons that they fucking butchered the hand timing there. He's like, it was too quick. Like, it wasn't. Your dad fucking chirping you. Like, we chirp him. He's like, Matt, you break the record by like three seconds. I'm like, well, maybe I'm great. Why wouldn't he allow you to be great? He was, but he also wanted to be realistic about the time I said, which that's, I. That's you know. not for. You know what, Chilton, bro? Let Eddie be great for a minute. He's my biggest supporter, so I can't say that he'd okay. be great. Well, you're painting him. He was just being realistic. He was like, he just goes, it was, too, it was probably too quick. I would have broken it anyway. How like, did you feel now, about that, though? Were you just it's like, it's now unbreakable, but it's probably unbreakable. Good. Great. If anyone has anything to do with fucking Parks at Little Athletics, and like there's like a Parks Athletics Carnival, I don't know if you're still doing it, but it was part of Little A's. Is my name still on that fucking record sheet or what? Reach out, let us know. Send You're from photos. Parks. Parks Little A's, hurdles, 100 meter hurdles, I'm assuming. Probably like 60, dude, at that age. Okay, what age was it? Maybe under 12s, under 11s, under 12s. Okay. You should have been running 100. It's obviously a country thing. Maybe it was 80. You go up as you go up in age. Anyway, shout out to Parks. Yeah. Fuck Forbes. Fuck Forbes. Let's move on. No offense. Fuck Forbes. <laughs> hey, the Canadian dribbler here. Quick question here. What are your thoughts on, would you rather have been attacked by 50 duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? We've been asked this before. If you'd like me to answer it honestly, a duck of that size sounds pretty intimidating. So, uh, Or it's like horses that are the size of ducks? Yeah. Dude, anything the size of ducks you're taking on. Yeah, dude. You could fucking fend off duck, horses the size of ducks. Comfortably. But a fucking duck the size of a horse? Because ducks can fly, bro. Don't forget that. Yeah. No, no, no. Silly question. Big beaks as well. Silly Fuck question. That. Silly that'd, question. That'd, that'd, that fucking duck would fuck you up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you take the little horses. Take anyway. the little horses. Come on. Be smarter. Be better. Tom, Eddie, Theo, Dave, punters and the dribblers. I was just wondering, is there anything fucking worse than shitting when it's fucking human as fuck? <laughs> Just dripping sweat while you're trying to drop the kids off at the pool. Jesus Christ. Thanks. Just like to hear your thoughts on this. I don't know. Do you want me to... Like, am I, is, that what I, is that what it's come to, me providing comments on, on that? I don't think there's anything particularly bad about it. Look, it's not ideal. Well, nothing's ideal when it's humid. You know what I mean? Like, nothing's not. What's good when it's humid? Tell me what's good when it's humid. A swim, Maybe. Yeah, That's but when you it. get out, you're hot again. Yeah. Like, it's, nothing's good nothing's about humidity. Good humidity sucks. So, humidity's you know, tough. It's a tough day for all. Humidity's a tough game. Humidity's one of the toughest games ever played. Yeah. So, you know, poos, yeah. Poos are part of a very long list of things that suck when it's humid. Now, you could, though, and I mean, we're already too far into this. We're already talking too much about it, but who's also can be incredibly satisfying so it just depends on how you're feeling as well yeah but if this is like humidity based rhetoric but if it's a good poo i can turn your day around it could especially if it was one that you had to work for or that you had to wait for you had to wait for it definitely if you had to work for it there's a sense of achievement Give yourself a pat on the back. Even though yeah. it's humid, you're still getting a pat on the back. You're breaking a sweat, but it's a, it's a hard-earned thirst. Sweating anyway. Yeah, you're sweating anyway. You come out and you're covered in sweat. People are none the wiser. They're none the wiser. Yeah, exactly. It's That's like, what, yeah, it's like I, I was in there with the fight of my life. 
for fucking 20 minutes. No one knows. Basically ra- wrangling else a marlin. Is, yeah. Ra- yeah. <laughs> fucking blue whale. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, look, it just depends on the context. Right? Yeah, yeah. You didn't give us enough. No, nah, you didn't. You just said it was humid. You didn't provide anything else. Let's move on. That's it. That was the last one? This one. Okay. Tom, Eddie, Dior, Topler. I'm going to go Topler Gobbler. Welcome. How are we all? <laughs> Hope well. It's the, uh, it's the Juicy Dribbler here, a.k.a. The Juice. Um, due to recent events of the passing of one uh, Shane Keith Warren, which I assume a lot of these dribbles would be about, just want a quick little highlight uh, on what I feel is the band's best and not worst, the most questionable work. I'll start with the questionable work. Now, for me, it was that whole, that Peaky Blinders hat stage that we <laughs> kind of went through. Like, I'm still trying to figure out what the fuck that was about. But, you know what, um, that that was peak morning, wasn't it? Just trying something, we just like, what the fuck, what are you doing? But, like, I hope he got more muff in his DMs. Um, you know what I mean? uh, my opinion on the best would easily be uh, the whole Marlon Samuels spat. Fuck that, you, Marlon. That was peak warning for me. Just took on the big dick and won. Comfortably. Just, you know what I mean. Just, he just did not back down and just went for it. But um, that was peak warning. He'll be missed. Far away. Love him to death. Um, anyway, be soon. Dogs premiership soon. Fuck you, Marlon, forever. See you, boys. That seems like a nice way to wrap it there, Eddie. It does. That was a nice dribble to finish there. Correct. Fuck you, Marlon, indeed. Um, Vale, Keithy. Vale, Shane. Tough week. We press on. It's what he'd want. Um, Vale, Keithy. Vale, Keithy. That us? That's us. Bye-bye. See you Thursday. Could you two just not talk anymore?